Today on Mostly Banter, we're joined by Ron Magna, owner of The Nosh in Beverly Hills, known for its standout breakfast and catering services. Let's explore his insights on operating a go-to spot in Beverly Hills. Located at 303 North Crescent Drive, Beverly Hills Market and Deli isn't just a market, it's a Beverly Hills institution. Family owned for over 30 years, they've been serving our community with a personal touch that's as unique as Beverly Hills itself. Their commitment to quality shines through in every aisle, from the freshest produce to exquisite wine and cheese selection. If you really want to be Beverly Hills, shop at Beverly Hills Market. Let's talk about their deli. Whether you're in the mood for a classic sandwich or something a little bit more gourmet, their deli offers a variety of delicious, freshly prepared options. It's the perfect spot for a quick lunch or to pick up something special for dinner. For our Mostly Banter listeners, Beverly Hills Market is giving a free drink with the purchase of any sandwich for those who mention Mostly Banter to anyone. Plus, for those busy days, Beverly Hills Market and Deli offers home delivery and catering services. They even custom order products to meet your specific needs. It's the level of service that really makes them stand out. So, whether you're a longtime resident or just visiting, make Beverly Hills Market and Deli your next stop for all things delicious. They're more than just a market. They're part of our Beverly Hills family. Visit them at 303 North Crescent Drive or check them out on their website for more details. I am so thrilled to have Ron Magnan, owner of The Nosh in Beverly Hills, on the Mostly Banter podcast today. Uh, I know Ron through his brother, Randy, who's a great dude. We're going to cover everything Nosh and everything how do we get here while we chat. So welcome. Um, and I'm going to confuse you. I promise I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm going to call you Randy. If I do, just ignore me or just yell okay, at me. A lot of people do that. It's all good. And so thank are you, you for the, having me. No, it's what, you're welcome. Are you older or younger? I'm younger. A little or a lot? Two years. Two years. Almost nice. to the day. So what's it like? How did it, how did you get here? Growing up Magnon is an interesting thing. Tell us about the family. Got here uh, pretty much when I was a month old. My family owned the department store Joseph Magnon. We were living in San Francisco, and my father was put in charge of opening the Southern California division, and hence the rest is history. They moved down here. I didn't have much say in the matter. Couldn't... Uh, fight my way to stay in San Francisco, although I probably would have liked to at the time. Now I love it here. And you grew up here? You go to, Which schools did you go to? Went to Hawthorne Elementary, K through 8. Okay. Um, and then Beverly, graduated in 82. Now you know my age. Well, that's all right. And uh, was, it Younger was great. It was really fun. It was good times back then. So you, you're an alum of Beverly Hills High School. Yes, sir. And did you go to college? Went to San Diego State for two years and transferred up to USC. To be with Randy? To be with Randy and... Uh, Family school. Yeah. Nice. Loved it. Had a girlfriend in San Diego. Didn't want to go too far. <laughs> what, did, what did you study? Accounting, just Accounting. like Randy. So that's enough of background. I mean, it's fascinating. You, you know, I look at both you and Randy as you come from a well-known family, but you're both such worker bees. You know, you're both so dedicated and driven. You're not the silver spoon in the mouth type of people. And that had to be from how, you're, how you were raised and, and you're just quality people. But Gosh, I'm thank cur- you for I'm, that. My pleasure. Did you start off wanting to go into the restaurant business? Because that's not an easy business. You know, I grew up, my dad had um, most of my 
um, childhood, he had the polo store and Jerry Magnin on Rodeo Drive. Joseph Magnin was sold in 69. He opted to leave and open his own stores. And that's what I saw mostly. And when at that age, I didn't love it. He was gone too much. But he did, at the same time, start opening restaurants. And then my maternal grandfather, in addition, was in the food service end of business. Wow. And so I got a taste of the food business from both and just fell in love with it. My dad had some restaurants that, that we grew up with that were really nice and fun, and I got to hang out there and just fell in love with the, the action and the, the adrenaline that it causes. It never stops. But, but I'm going to say something. I don't even know if you know it about yourself. You're such a people person. Like when you walk in and if somebody's sitting there, you, you don't know them, you're always greeting people, yeah. not in the manner like you want something, but it's like, oh, cool, thank you. You know, yeah. it's kind of like your, your vibe. You're making me blush. Oh, stop. <laughs> but, is that, is, but is that just you love it or is it? I think that also comes from family. My maternal grandfather was the kindest man on the planet, and he loved everybody and gave everyone uh, a hello, a smile, a pat on the back, or whatever it was, and I adored him. And to this day, he's still my biggest mentor. And so greeting people or saying hi to people is really nice to me. What else can you, you know, where else can you go? You feed people. Usually you satiate them. I'm not going to say everybody because certain people you're not. And being able to say hi and chat. And you meet tons and tons of people like I met you. Yeah. You yeah. know, now when you come in, I, I, yeah. we chat and we chat SC. And... Yeah. And mine is a strange existence to restaurants in that I'm, I'm loyal to a fault. And I will, I, I'm not running any restaurant down or up or anything else, but I never went to the Nosh to speak of because I always went to, well, Nate Nows as, as an example when I would come into town and I would always be at Brent's, which is another deli. That's sort of like my go-to because mm -hmm. I was out there and they're, 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 all, they're all good in a different way. And basically the Nosh became, okay, I got to go to the Nosh because now it's easy for me. And it's when I come in the morning and I'll walk with some other friends, we'll walk Beverly Hills and where are we going to go? We're going to come see the Nosh as opposed to any of the other places. And then I see everybody and anybody in there. And I have no doubts that's because the Magnum is a magnet for nice people. So I got one gripe in that I was, my, my wife has not eaten at the restaurant and oh, we need to change that. And I said, well, just so you know, this is, we're recording this on a Friday. Uh, I think think it was Wednesday evening. In fact, I'm sure it was Wednesday evening. You know, let's go get something to eat. I'd like to go to Nosh. Let's go to the Nosh. Orly says, yeah, that's a good idea. I haven't been. Let's go. You're not open for dinner. No. Why? We you didn't gave, think I was going to yell at you, did you? We gave it one try. And there's not a lot of business for delis at night in Beverly Hills. It's a different community in, at night. Um, the Nosh relies quite heavily on the office worker. Um, we do some delivery to homes. Actually, on weekends, we do a tremendous amount of delivery to homes. Yes. But during the week, it's more the office worker, um, medical personnel, and catering in Century City. There's many people that come into the restaurant. Most of these people don't live in Beverly Hills. No, it's, I agree. It's, it's sort of a stop. It's my, it's, you can look at the Nosh as, it's my place in Beverly Hills for breakfast. You know, there's a lot of places that you well, can do that with. That. But no, but that's the truth. You, people are, I think there are many, many more think like I do. 
where, where am I comfortable? Where am I going? I can get the same thing. I don't have to think about it. Nobody's thinking I want to go to the Cheesecake Factory for breakfast, whereas right. a menu is 9,000 pages and things like that. You want to go to a deli, whereas you don't need to look at the menu. Tell them what you want. They're going to figure it out and get it done. You know, At least that's how it is for me at Brent's. And, and, and I know it's, it's when I sit down, the servers that you have are so great. They, they know who you are. Right. Okay, you having this? Yeah. Or I'm having that. You know, it's one of, that, one of the two. And for me, it's got to be... We're sort of the cheers of breakfast, lunch. Yes, because exactly. Because our guys know everybody. Exactly. And know the, who, who people are. And it's a steady, steady flow of people. And it's it, the best part is, probably not music to your ears, it's not super busy when I'm coming in. It's busy enough. It fills up. I'm coming in when you're opening. And I, I, I just love it. Here's what we're doing. We can get in and out in 30 to 45 minutes. Or we can sit for a half an hour just chit chatting and move on. So it's it, it's a great job that you're doing. But like I said, my gripe is I want dinner and it's not happening. I hear you. Well, you know, you never know one day. But most people come in like you just said for breakfast yeah. or sandwich. So we don't really have a lot of entrees. We'd have to really think through it and add entrees. But then when you ask people what they're looking for, they say, "Well, we think of you as breakfast lunch." Yeah, I well, that's true. We're sort I of pigeonholed. I would think of you as a breakfast place and or a lunch place. I would not think of you for dinner, except I like going to delis a lot. Every so often, it's like I like breakfast for dinner sometimes. You know? Now we do get a tremendous amount of takeout in between three and four for dinner. A lot of people pre-thinking, I want soup, I want matzo balls, right. I want a salad, right. stuff like that. But that's where it stops. And to be honest with you, as a restaurateur, it's nice to be able to close down at four. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're starting so ridiculously that. early. Right. I don't know if you know Sean Saidian of uh, Beverly Hills Market. Of course. Such a great dude. I mean, you realize this guy's schedule. He's like up at some ungodly hour. He's going down to the marts and picking this up, and I got to have that, and I got to do this. I got Okay, and then he's going to work a full day, and then it's the, the place doesn't close you know, at it's this is not an eight to five or nine to six. It's, it's a six till. And he's got a great nine. store. It's unbelievable. And well, yours is too. I, I mean that. Well, thank um, you. You know, location's always interesting. Your location is a walk to location. Hey, I'm coming to the office. Let me go have breakfast. Or, you know, people up that live uh, north of Santa Monica Boulevard will, will walk down to it. Parking's not a problem because you have parking behind, but it's not like you would think of. Um, which is much more challenging to, oh, if I move to Beverly Drive, that's not going to help you. That's going to make it worse. You're now an icon. No, we're really happy with yeah, where, our, where our place is. Yeah, where you are now, so it's kind of cool. And your business is growing or it's steady? We just had our best year in 2023, and it's growing nicely well, I'll speak again for everybody okay so you're doing so nicely let's lower the prices for me no <laughs> just from yeah. yeah just wait till april yeah when everything goes nuts, when the fast right? food act goes into place yeah that's... and you know, have to raise everybody the restaurant is going to get a little nutty for a while well i think i mentioned to you um uh i'm very close with the owners of brent's and and the restaurant business i'm showing uh ron with my hand we're not filming this it's all about the sandwiches that used to be like this. Well, I'm really just selling you two sandwiches and charging you for it. I'm moving my product. That's a good thing. Now to sell that sandwich that let's say 20 years ago was $9 and everybody goes, oh, that's a lot of money, but look how much food I get. To give that same level portion today might be $35 or $40 and people aren't going to spend $40 on a corned beef sandwich or something like that. At least I don't think so. No. So it's food management. But it has gotten very expensive. Yeah. And it's uh, something that we're 
we pride ourselves on keeping ourselves a little bit lower than everybody else, yeah. especially with the quality that we have. And we go to great lengths to find products. And Do you have to do that with portion control? Is that where you're trying if to If you do don't it? have portion control, you'll be out of business. Yeah, that's the that's the game, right? I mean, yeah. it's 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 so we watch every everything that comes in and out, you know, and then we keep a keen eye on on everything they do. We even have our managers look at the trash cans before they're emptied. Yeah, Just not necessarily. We don't. We're not. We're not worried about stealing. Any, yeah, we're, we're worried, worried about, about waste. Waste exactly because it's like, wait, are people they're ordering this and they're not eating at all? Okay, if everybody's doing that, I could cut the portion down a little and maybe add it over here or do something different. I right. think your portions are right. They're right on the money. I think your price points are great. Um, it is what it is. Nothing is a bargain, but it's good value. And I've always judged restaurants on value. I learned that from my friend Izzy. It's You can compare your restaurant to the finest restaurant because you compare it on value. Is this good value for what I'm getting? Good atmosphere, good service, good quality? Yeah. Put a, you can put a number grid on. We it. need a spokesman. Are you available? <laughs> I just tell it like it is. I, you, you know me. I mean, we've. Yes. I'll tell you what it is. The spokesman part of it is, your value's good. I won't. I'm honest. It's not like if you're thinking, oh, I can go for breakfast. I can get breakfast at McDonald's, and it's you know half the price or a third of the price. Go to McDonald's. This is not McDonald's. That's not what we're talking no, about. Of course, you got to drive to get there. Correct. And if you're going to eat in your car, you're not talking about plates. I don't have to deal with that. It's just that it, that's not the business. This is a nice, comfortable place that people can enjoy themselves. And I, I got to tell you, I didn't know that because I was always at this other deli here for 30 years. And, you know, it's just not now it's like I can't even go there. Not because the food's not good. It's just it's not the same. Right. It's not it's the changed same. a lot. You're the same. And I like the same it's like i want to know what i'm going to get and i want to see people that know me and they're smiling you know because when i'm having a bad day they're always going to be there they're the same when they're having a bad day i'm going to be there and be the same um i know that you spent a lot of time growing the business outside i know about the catering business i know this is mostly banter in beverly hills but i'm i know that you took over or purchased the deli in the valley how's that going it's been great it's been really great. And Can we talk about it? Or of you, course. Okay. We bought Mort's Deli in Tarzana. We bought it just over a year ago. And as any new restaurant you buy, we have an equation we look for in a restaurant. A, it's got some business. We like to buy ongoing businesses because you hit the ground running. You're not reinventing the wheel. We've already done the deli, so we, we understand what we're doing. We bought a place that we felt was undermanaged, underutilized, but had a very similar employee that we employee at the nosh and this we call it family these people the people at the nosh have been there this is their one and only job they've had in their life a lot of them predate my partner yeah, and myself it's, it's unusual but it's a good thing career people in re restaurant industry people i don't know what the slang word for it is but in that group it's like hotel people they they work at hotels and that's what they do it doesn't matter. I got a promotion. I went from the from a food and beverage assistant, and I got the food and beverage director job over here and over there. It's people that are career servers. I mean, if you go to Brent Steli as an example, there are servers there that have been there for thirty and forty years. Well, that's, that's like that's doing. the same with us. Yeah, and that's what you want. I mean, at least that's what I want as a consumer and as somebody there. And the deli, for people that don't know where Mort's is, it's really close to Tarzana Hospital. Um, across it, the street. It's across the street right there from, uh, believe it or not, it's right next to a very famous bakery. 
Um, but the bakery is changing hands, I guess, and it's not what it was, or it is what it is, or it's better, or it's worse. But um, it's a nice deli that people need to be able to go to that they can walk to from the hospital. Hey, I got to be at the hospital. As a general rule, most people don't want to be there. I don't know about you, but I don't want to know. And when they're there, they're stressed and they're this and where can they get some good comfort food? They can get it from the deli that truly is a, a very, very short stroll. And, you know, because it was so family oriented, that particular deli, and because it was old, it's hard to keep the energy levels up and somebody like yourself who's got the formula who knows what it is if that lagged a little bit it's going to get a boost of adrenaline and magnum energy for whatever and we've that done is. that we've put a great we, we inherited the crew and yeah. we've kept them and we've just had them sort of change their thinking a little bit um, we've upped the quality we've left the price the same but we've also hired a great general manager who's there day in and day out the face of the place and he's got unbelievable energy nice so and we feel really good about the place you always go through a period of time where people don't trust change yeah 100 you, know, you can add the best product on the planet and tell them it's the best product they'll say well, well why are every, you changing what we have yeah or somebody you know the menus are falling apart they're all breaking apart and they're all worn out you get new menus and everybody goes oh boy yeah new prices exactly <laughs> you know every oh boy you know so that's the that's the instinct on it let's talk to a broader picture i saw a, um uh, a docu movie in a movie theater years back um deli man mm-hmm and, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but I remember the result of the fact that there was thousands and thousands of delis in the United States. At one point, At yes. one point, and now there's hundreds of them. Is that cyclical, do you think? I think that there became a time where the deli became old-fashioned and out of date. And a lot of people didn't choose to change with the times. A lot of delis were, they're, they're a testament to the times, some of the old school delis that are still alive, and you could still get um, things like stuffed cabbage and right. and tongue, which very few people, people carry were. now. Yeah. that That's something that people weren't eating as time went on. They wanted something new. So for instance, the nosh, we added things like um, hummus and tabbouleh, and we like to call oh, it baba ganache. Oh, interesting. And so we sell a ton of it. And curry chicken salad, which people, you know, delis aren't known for these yeah. kinds of things. Well, that's true. It's funny you say that. And again, I, this is a, a discussion with the owner of the Nosh, but this is also just a discussion and a chat and people get to listen. You know, um, I've never had a bad meal at Brent's and I probably had had everything on the menu. Now I eat the same thing every time they laugh at me. It's egg whites and da 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 It's the same thing I get at, at the Nosh. Um, but, but what you notice is they make a great chicken salad chinese chicken salad why is it because that's an evolved to the times and the ones that don't problem absolutely you know the one thing i've noticed that's a little sad for me is the bakeries part of it because when you went to a deli you would get really good baked goods but it wasn't like going to the house of pies where there's nine thousand different varieties you knew you were going to get what's called a chinese chocolate drop cookie or you were going to get a black and white right or you traditional were jewish halava or, or deli or deli type fare. of stuff pastry here's what it is if you're going to a greek style deli you're going to get baklava you're going to get different different types of things but it was limited it wouldn't be a pageantry of desserts and the deli that has passed i um that that had a great run I don't want to say Solly's. 
Jerry's, I think. Well, Sully's and Jerry's are the same They company. merged. Yeah, right. they, I guess they had merged. They went into, let's make these visually appealing, fantastic desserts. That's what people are coming here for. Let them come after a movie or something like that. And that's true, but it's not... It didn't work, I guess, or or it's the quality of that is not what it should be when you're having a handful. You know, the, I, did you know Brown's Bakery in the Valley? No, I'm not familiar. I've so, heard the name, but I, I have not so been there. So Brown's Bakery was like iconic for when I was a kid. Um, and of all things, I ended up knowing the sons, Marty and Frank Brown. And their fa- this was a thriving bakery I will say elite. That's how good it was. It was a Jewish themed bakery, but it was just a good themed bakery for everything. And it was top quality. And they would have one thing that they made themselves that you knew it was from them. It was called the chocolate bell. So it was devil cake, chocolate cake in the bottom, and then like a cream, you know, like a frosting type. And then the whole thing was dipped in the chalk and it was put out there. Sounds great. Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, uh, and it t- takes me, when I even think of it, back to my childhood on eating those types of things. But everything that they did was great, okay? And then you, they would start to become the, what's the word, the commissary for most of the delis. So they would make... Sold wholesale. Sold wholesale. And, and that was their business. And as a matter of fact, they only kept the front retail bakery open because of the people that worked there. When the last wonderful um, woman decided to retire, they closed the front. We're only selling to the industry now. And and that's a that's interesting. But like I said, if you have 40 different dessert items, I don't know what the profit margins are on dessert. It sort of takes it away. But I loved being able to go to a deli and say, oh, they're going to have a good chocolate cake. They're going to have a good eclair. And they're going to have a good... Whatever it is, right? That's in any restaurant um, and field, as in the category. Everything keeps changing. It's evolving. And it may be cyclical, like you mentioned earlier. Things I don't know. Things thinking. come back around yeah. at some point. Um, but if you didn't change with the times, a lot of bakeries didn't. And uh, Brown's actually has a rye bread that their their recipe for the rye bread still exists. And people... Which, uh, Brown's Bakery? Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're... Because that was... When people, people sell me it. on a rye bread, or this happened about 12, 13 years ago, they said, we do Brown's rye bread. And it, it's it's still called that from this bakery. Yeah. But a lot of bakeries, you need to change with the times. You need to up the ante. And that's, we share a space with Bee's Bakery in the Valley right. at Mort's. And they did a good job. They were a good bakery. But he's, um, he's changing with the times right yeah. now. So it's going, it's evolving better or? I haven't, he's busy. Yeah, that's, well, um, I haven't seen busy. the new items yet, but he's—I've had some conversations with the owner, and he has said, you know, we need to—we need to update. We can't keep doing the same old things because, unfortunately, some of the people that grew up coming here aren't here anymore. Yeah, we had a member of Rotary. I don't know if you ever met Ugo Mamalo. Of course, I know Ugo. He's passed away. What a a prince of a guy. And what Ugo. He has uh, Victor Benish bakeries, which are in the Gelsons, and he had one right near Cedar sinai Hospital. Um, and it's a terrific bakery, and he's an old Viennese pastry chef is where he started. So he's got a lot of that Italian theme for pastry and, and all of that. And he always knew what his staples were. And then, like you said, he would evolve with the times. But you could get the handful and of things that you know are always going to be there, like he's famous for the chocolate crumble cake or something uh, that everybody buys. Um, and those things are great. But 
with your place, I don't think of it for desserts at all. Do you have desserts? We do. We have quite a few. We Other bake- than rugula, I remember because Justin, my friend Justin always gets, I'll have a piece of rugula and I always like yell at him, what are you doing for breakfast and having rugula? Yeah, but- we make everything ourselves. We do carrot cake, we do chocolate cake, cheesecake, rugula, a couple different kinds of cookies. You could call them dessert or you call them breakfast pastry. We do seven kinds of muffins. We do uh, pastries. We do crumb cakes. Whoa, so you have a, a fairly significant line yeah, we of... We bake about 55 items. Of baked goods. Mm-hmm. Wow. And are they branded to, like, this is from the Nosh? Because I don't know about this. This should yeah, it's, be. It's, I it's should all on the this. front counter if you go up to the counter. Well, but if you I get sit off down, my duff and go right? up there, I should go look one well, of these we bake days. it for catering, and that's what we do a lot of. And so, you know, we, for instance, we have our continental platter, which is muffins, bagels, Danish fruit and orange juice, and not a day goes by. That's a corporate deal. As somebody right. orders, everybody it, wants it for the office. So I got a question because I know the answers to this. What's your busiest days of the year? Date of the year? Days, yeah. days. Oh, for for the for the rest. Well, Yom Kippur, if that's what you're being specific about, about a yeah. day. Okay. And Passover are okay. two busiest days. Okay. Um, not but, Super Bowl. Not no, Mother's Super Bowl is not is, Father's. Day. It's okay. Mother's Day is very big. I think you'll find at Mort's that Mother's Day is going to be very big for catering and everything else, and that's crazy out there. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's insane, and that's a good thing. And do you love it? Love it. Absolutely love it. I, I don't have any problem. And, you know, I don't like to commute. I don't love to drive. Yeah. But I look forward to going to Mort's. Yeah. I get a kick out of it. It's vastly different than being in Beverly Hills. Yeah. It's a whole different world. I love the people. I love the employees. Their dinner, though, right? No, we close. You close it for dinner. We inherited it that way, and we haven't decided to change it yet because they were. It's a whole new step. Because I remember being there for dinner. Yeah, at one point they were, and during the pandemic they stopped. Ah. And so we would have to, you know, hire a whole new staff, and we're not ready for that yet because we're going to go. So that's a maybe. A remodel. That's a maybe. Maybe after the remodel. That's a maybe. Okay, so that's kind of cool. All right, so let's get off of Delhi for a minute and tell me about what you. What do you do when you're not working? I know you like USC, which is a great thing. Um, I'm a huge Dodger fan. I don't think I missed a game last year. I don't go. I don't love crowds, but I watch every game, and I and I just love it. It's relaxing to me. My big thing is walking. I, I do too. I, I walk, walk every day. Yeah. I walk on average about eight miles a day. Wow. Okay. So more. I'm not walking that much anymore, but I'm probably at four it's, or four and a half. I love it. Just, I love it. Gets me out of my head. I can listen to my music. Yeah, I listen to my podcast. Oh, by the way, you can listen to this podcast on all of the social media. Platforms. I set them up for that. <laughs> you did, <laughs> but I love it. I, I love podcasts. It's like the greatest thing to the demise of radio. And the only thing that I would listen to on radio is something that's live sports. And now I'm not listening to radio for that. I found a way, okay, on my phone, if I really need to listen to something, I don't know if you remember, I was in the sports business for a while. Yes. So one of my uh, former clients is the one of the pitching coaches for the Major League Diamondbacks. So that was quite a run uh, getting to the World Series. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping that they get a ring, but just watching what happens and when you know somebody in that, it's awesome. It's a shame that they took the Dodgers out, but that's crazy. Um, Dodger Stadium's a great place to go. I always look at everything. It's like I'm the typical guy that walks in and goes, okay, when I was representing players, I'd like to get there early so that you can see the whole place come alive. You see this vendor is bringing this. Here's how the hot dogs go. Here's how this goes. Here's how this goes. It's neat to understand all that. You you see it in its supply chain on how it starts and then how the supply chain gets revved up. And then all these people come in and everybody thinks it's so easy like 
coming to the restaurant business. I want to own a restaurant. Look at this. They just hand you money. They have no idea how hard it is. And it's the same in the sports business. It really is dicing it up. It's how come they charge me $18 for a, a, a beer? Well, they're not really charging $18 for the beer. They're charging you because they know you want the beer and that they need that profit money to pay for different people. So on the Dodgers, you, you follow them. What do you think? I'm excited for this coming up here. I, you know, I think the Dodgers have done what they had to do to bring a victory home. I'm, you know, we all, I also thought that the previous year. So we'll have to see. On paper, it's it's incredible. Um, it's to the demise of. I have a, a favorite team in every division. Uh, I like. I don't base it on who was always nice to me when I was Are in you a that Dodger industry. Fan? Uh, I like the Dodgers, sure, but I also I, I like. I have teams within divisions. Like I have no issues with the Giants. I don't hate the Giants because of the rivalry. We could talk about you know the USC UCLA rivalry. That's a little different for me. But I you know I don't mind different teams in baseball, and it was all based on how I dealt with the club. So I have teams that I root against or or don't want to see them win just based upon well the management wasn't as good they weren't as good to labor they weren't bob you know whatever it was they were they were stuffy but the dodgers are a well-oiled machine they 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 are very good and otani is in my mind and i spent a lot of time watching baseball a lot of time up close a Dodger, I don't know if you'll remember Tom Needenfear. Sure, Tom? the pitcher. So, Tom's a very, very good friend. Loved him. And I said, Tom, we're going to come on. i got to go see a client. He's playing, blah, blah, blah. You want to go to the game? He says, I saw four, whatever the number was, 1,400 of those from the perfect seat. If I never go again, it's okay. Needless to say, he lives in Tampa now, in Sarasota, actually, in that area. And he'll go to – he's he's going to the Rays game. So I, I, I know that it's, once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. Absolutely. But um, Otani's the best player in my mind perhaps ever to play i'm excited to watch to ever to play um you gotta wait a year because when you see both ends of it as a top end pitcher and as a top pit top hitter and you get to see everything that it comes with it it's not just a great major league baseball player it's an iconic world figure it's the entire country. It's he's the son of Japan now. I Absolutely, mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. And some of the players that have come from, and, and people say, well, they spent all this money. You know, it's almost you know, when you, when it's all said and done, it's three quarters of a billion dollars. Well, marketing value alone in other countries, it is pays probably for worth it. it pays for itself over the time frame, um, and it raises the platform of baseball. And baseball is a tough sell because Delhi's a tough sell. To young people, it shouldn't be because it's easy. Take your kids. Like I always see every morning, there's a, a friend that comes in of, uh, not a friend of mine, but a friend of uh, some of the people that I'll eat with. And he's always tooling in his toolkit. He's walking with his young wife and his two young children. And he's walking in and he's buying something or he's getting. At the his, notch. At the notch. And he brings his kids in the little the, exactly. The wagon. Exactly. In the little wagon about. every morning. And that, that's great. But that used to be what happened all over. Baseball has a problem in that it's slowly getting maturated out in that young kids aren't playing as much baseball. It's not the number one sport. It's becoming more niche. Now, it's not going away, but it's just it's they've got challenges like everything does. So um, tell me about USC. Do you watch do you, you go to any of the games? I haven't been to any games in a while. I was excited when we hired Lincoln Riley. Okay. And uh, very disappointed in last season. So the collapse of the defense, 
Hopefully he's learned something from it. We've talked about in, in restaurant and in different things of things changing, college football and college sports with NIL, for people that don't know, name, image, and likeness, um, which was basically put in action by the NC2As not coming up and down. Hang on one second. Uh, we'll be right back. And we were talking about the Dodgers. And we were talking about baseball. And what other sports? What else are you doing? Pretty much an all-L.A. guy. I love the Lakers. Been a huge Laker fan. Have some of my fondest memories of watching sports at a bar, the 80s Lakers teams. And also it, some of my biggest cries. In Beverly Hills, you're going to see celebrities. You're going to see different people that are going to come in. Have you had any athletes come in? Magic Johnson comes in. And periodically we deliver to him as well. And he is... He's responsible for a particular tricky pastrami that we carry. Nice. He's got us on it, and we've never stopped, and he continues to buy it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. As far as, you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to the celebrities that come in. I I get it, but I'm just saying it's people want, people know that it exists, and it's good that people understand these celebrities, we put them on pedestals, athletes we put on pedestals, they have to eat. They have to get entertainment. They have to do the same thing everybody else does. If anything, they're encumbered by their celebrity sometimes. Absolutely, so it's kind of cool that they that that their uh, customers uh, just like you, just like I am. If right. that makes sense. We have a strict policy that no one's allowed to talk to them. Meaning, I mean, you can take their order and what, but no right. asking for anything. And right. No calling the press or anything. No, like that. absolutely. That that's the sure way to be a pro to have a problem. But right. if somebody asked you something, it's different. You know, it's it's nice. It's nice that they. Yeah, they, I keep they, my celebrity status to a minimum. Yours, <laughs> yeah. Well, you will leave that to your brother. Yes. We'll leave we'll leave that to Randy. So that's kind of fun. he's a better schmoozer than that. Me. That's kind of fun. So I ask people this that you know have gotten up there. Has life turned out the way that you thought it would? In some ways, it's better. In some ways, it's not exactly what I expected. Um, I've had some challenges over the years. I got ill the end of 2009, which really threw me for a loop. Um, took me a while to get better. I was still struggling as recently as 2018 and 19. Now I'm good. Great. But I still have challenges. So in the weirdest way, though, it, it's made me a better person. Yeah. And I know you've probably heard that before. No, but. I, and it happened for me, too. I had a, a health event in 2005, and I tell people it was the worst thing that ever happened to me by far and you know, also the best. the best. Yep. Me, too. Also the best. It, changed it, my it, view on life and being becoming grateful for eat. everything. Exactly. Changed how I eat, changed how I think of things. Why am I letting sweating the small stuff? try you know i'm not good at any of it because we are kind of who we are through our own our own optics but getting better at being more grateful being more happy being more content try to you know do those things better way to live you know for everybody across the board i wish somebody could have got that message to me when i was a kid but i wasn't this matters that you got it yeah exactly so that that, that's that's a a duplicate for me and makes me look at everything different now married kids I was married. I have two kids, 25-year-old daughter and a 22-year-old son. Nice. Definitely two of my best friends. Yes. Wonderful. Um, Mine too. Mine are that way. I love it. My daughter lives here, works at Live Nation. My son is in Chicago, and he freelance writes. Nice. 
in Chicago. So if he's in Chicago, he's mostly television writing? No, he he does whatever he's hired to do. Oh, he's a hired gun. Okay. Right, so anything. But his passion is boxing, and he writes his own blog, and and he's hoping to get a, a job in boxing somewhere. Yeah, tell him there's not a lot of money in writing anymore. I think the L.A. Times just laid off I a gazillion people. Talk about changing times. In our lifetime, we've seen so much. I mean, we've seen... God, I remember the, getting a fax machine and going, this is it. This is the greatest invention. Now you invention. don't even know what a fax is. We don't even know what a fax machine is anymore. I mean, the, the miracles of technology, the miracles have just come so rapid fire in our lifetimes that it's and crazy. I'm fortunate enough to have grown up here, as yeah. we talked about. And most of my good friends are from here. I have known, I know probably 20 or 25 people since nursery school. Wow. Some since one or two years old and when we talk and we we Connect. reminisce yeah. about the milkman and the la times being thrown at your door yeah. and the herald examiner yeah. back in a the... milkman people don't know what a milkman or Crazy. was yeah it's a whole different world it, it, it really is or i could ride my bike to school yeah I Absolutely. Rode my bike to i school. did ride my bike to school i did I, yeah, every day yeah. every day that's how you got to school my mom never took me no well i have to think once in a while, but even when it was raining, rain. I, I had to get my bike. I had to get to school, so I'd ride my bicycle in the rain. But that's just you know the old stories of well, I had to trudge through the snow five miles. You have it easy, right? I understand, but right. uh, but we're we're not the get the old man get off my lawn. But we are, we, we we are. It's an interesting time. What I find fascinating in Beverly Hills is this school has so many alumni that are still in the area and are thriving in the area. It's incredible i mean i play uh cards with my four oldest friends we're not we sort of lived our own lives we grew apart after school but we still now we've sort of reconnected and we play cards once every two months or something like that and it's just we're so comfortable with each other we just know everything good bad and sideways there's no pretentiousness that's a wonderful thing and that is the great thing and in a weird way that's like a restaurant it's the, I know my restaurants. I go to my restaurants. I don't want to try something new as a general statement. I will, but I want to go to the Nosh. I want to go here. I want to go there. And that's what it is. Like, I already missed the Palm restaurant. <laughs> I'm finding another one. Like, where's my where's my lunch and dinner place? You right. Know? So that's kind of it. Um, you hang with your buds? All the time. We, um, my two best friends, we text constantly. What businesses are they in, if I may? One is construction, and the other one is with Sirius Radio. Interesting. And But we, we never stop texting. I mean, all the way from morning, noon, night. Right. And it's funny. I mean, you know, my girlfriend thinks it's the cutest thing she's ever seen, that we are that close. But we love it. And we do a lot of joking. We do a lot of talking about sports. Politics, everything. Yeah, our, you know. Politics we try to keep out of it. You know, we're all three very similar. Um, Ideologies. Yep. And in a lot of concert going and, you know, what are we going to do? We're, gonna, we're all going to be 60 this year. Wow. So what do we want to do? So we're thinking of doing the, the bourbon trail together. Well, that'll be fun. So that'll be fun. And then music. What kind of music? We all listen to everything. Um, they're more rockers than I am. I like more, a little bit more eclectic than that, but I like rock as well. But music, you were, we were talking about walking earlier, and yeah. I get my headphones on. That's my favorite time of day because I'll spend two hours walking at least yeah. 
and it's all music for me. Yeah, it's all music. For me, it's all podcasts, right. and then once in a while it's music, and I've mentioned it a million times, and people know the podcast. I, I play drums once a week. I, I, I just love it. Let me make a weird question, circle back to a restaurant. Is music important inside of a restaurant Absolutely. background? Absolutely. Very important. It's a vibe setter. So do you, is the music on? The music I'm is on. I'm just not paying attention to it. It's yeah, just... it, it should be, there's there's different thoughts about what kind of music. A lot of people, believe it or not, there's some studies that say classical is the best. I'm not so sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about that either. We play an eclectic mix um, of, of music that you've heard some of, and it'll, it'll rotate between rock and busier times, and then it'll slow down. Um, but it is a vibe setter. If it's dead silent... You, know, you would notice it. Yeah. So there's always a little noise Here's in the background. just a noise background. Somebody once uh, uh, told me, and I actually had a visit once with somebody who was saying, environment is very important and people dismiss it. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, I'm in the scent business. I go, what do you mean? She is, they, they put scents, certain scents that people can smell in different offices. How do you want to, how, your sensitories, how do you want people to see you? They don't even know what's going on, but oh, I walked in and it smells fresh in here. Right. You know? Makes you feel good. Right. And I just went to Vegas for um, the fancy food show and we stayed at the Fountain Blue and just opened. Yeah. Right when you walk in the door, first thing you notice is how wonderful it smells. Yeah, and they're covering cigarette smoke, you know, or trying to at different casinos and places like that. It's the sensory business is a is a very good one. I told uh, recently, I don't know if I mentioned that we had uh, Toysher Chocolate. Uh, right, the people in here. You told they, me that, and, and they're awesome. And I was telling them in Switzerland. The chocolatiers are so known. If you just smell, just follow your nose in the morning, and that'll oh. tell you where you're going to go eat. Because you're, where's this incredible smell coming from? I'm, you know, the bakeries are there. You know, it's like put the even if it's not a bakery, put the smell of cookies coming out, right? And people will come a running. You know, <laughs> well, that's the way to do it. But yeah, but you know, just not just music, but the whole scene at a restaurant is is you know comfort from the bathroom being clean yeah. to fingerprints not being on windows to. All of those things really yeah. make a difference. It's You know, it's funny you say that. Bathrooms, not to go into a yuck place, but when you see a nice, clean bathroom, it makes, oh, okay, they care. Yep. They care. It's important. They care. And the amount of people that use the bathroom in the nosh would, would make your head spin. Yeah. I mean, it is never not full. <laughs> and it's it's a challenge. I mean, we have to mop it multiple times a day. Is the goal for you to open more or is Mort's and the Nosh enough? No, we want more. I have a partner. His name is David Laredo. And we, uh, we're we looking, we're considering. It doesn't have to be a deli. Yeah. Um, I would love to own a bar. It's sort of my passion. And it's Brent, it's Brent Stelly, about, he did that. Right. It's awesome. So we're, we're always looking. We always have stuff coming across our desk and available You're properties. You're circling any, loca- any, any, I don't want to say location, but communities? We very focused on the valley right now. The valley just seems to be just different, different clientele. You know, I said it was more, it's a different world. Um, different customer, a lot more easygoing yeah. than on over here. For, but I see a pocket that I would throw out there, but it's very hard to get to. It's a long ways away. The Palace, Rancho Palace Verdes, those areas out there near the peninsula. We actually once looked at a place there. That's a, a wonderful, wonderful community, and um, it's missing restaurants. And then, you know, just 
covering business because you can tell that's where I have a passion. I sort of pay attention. Mm -hmm. I had no idea about Manhattan Beach restaurants. <laughs> uh, about Manhattan. Ron, Ron just held up the phone. He's getting a phone call from USC. I had no idea about Manhattan Beach restaurants. And just out of the blue, I ended up going to an incredible dinner in Manhattan Beach at a restaurant there. And then we were invited what, what to place? another. Arthur J's. Very high end. Um, just really expensive, but really good value. Expensive. So that's sort of prohibitive. Um, it's not a place that you can regularly go to, right. but it's good. And then we were invited to another one that's much more of a casual restaurant in Manhattan Beach. Fantastic. You know, fa fantastic. I can't remember the name right off the top of my head, but it's a, that's a fantastic community too. The beach communities are, are incredible. I wondered, you know, like, why are there not more people like you doing... Staples Center, which is now crypto. I know that there's Nate Nows was in there for a while, or people like that. It's, I don't know it's if they not still consistent. Are. At least that's my understanding. I've never done it, so I'm just taking taking what I've heard. You know, it, it's up and down. You have to train someone to do your food, so it's yeah. not you doing your own food. Um, no one's ever called on us to do it, so I've never yeah. well, been lucky enough to do it. You're so you're sports centric, like you know the downtown community. I don't know. When I was a kid, I used to eat at the restaurant called The Pantry. Of from, course. From what I understand, uh, I, I'm not to walk in there anymore. <laughs> Dick Reardon had yeah, it. Yeah, the, the former mayor had it. But I, I, the downtown community is a lot tougher. But the college community, there's a place in Arizona, there's a deli um, right at Arizona State that's one of the busiest delis around. And uh, it, it's got its niche. But Southern California, there's still plenty of spots that could use good deli food except i'm not giving you my blessing or endorsement unless you're open for dinner because <laughs> i like my breakfast for dinner so what else is going on tell me what else is happening it's just you know we're we're busy looking for a new spot um we're still looking at um remodeling warts and that's taking a lot of our time how long does it take to remodel a restaurant well the way for us what we want to do is we want everything done beforehand so all the booths will be made um all the tile and so the and, pain isn't as bad no <laughs> we are gonna we're gonna have a crew work probably 18 hours a day two crews yeah nine hours each and we'd like to get it done in 10 days yeah i'm gonna close down rip everything out clean it up get yeah. it back in and what is it uh uh eight day seven day baths or something like that you can call uh, this company and they guarantee it they show you don't get much choice they'll show you your choices you can have this this or this which one do you want you know, whatever it is you pick that and then seven days you have a brand new bathroom whatever I think. right that, right that, right that's their stick don't bother us don't talk to us get out you know <laughs> Here's what it's going to be. And that would, that that's kind of what you're going to do for, for more. So right. that's kind of neat. I'm excited to see what the customer says. I know we'll get some people so you don't change it. But it's an old place. Yeah. And, you know, it's held it up needs, well. It needs some change. It needs um, some love. It, it needs some love. But like I said, people that, the big consumer in that area is going to be anybody coming to the hospital. And they need comfort food, and you're selling comfort food, and you're a comforting dude. I like your brother. Yeah, thank you. I haven't decided if I like him better or not, but uh, <laughs> you're, you're gaining on it. You're gaining on it. Randy's just a peach. Yeah, like so he's you. my best friend, so you can like him. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Very good. And, and I'm just so appreciative of you doing this and visiting with us today. And, you know, is there anything that you want people to know? Gosh, that put me on the spot. No, just come in and, and introduce yourself. If you're in Beverly Hills, come into the Nosh and say, where's Ron? I want to say hi. What are the hours? 
We are open from 7.30 to 4, seven days a week. So if I show up at 7.15, do year. I have to bang on the door? Yes. I, I can say that's not true. Door's open. The door's open, but we're not serv- serving you until 7.30 because we don't want to start having to do it at 7. I got it. And and what time do we close? 4 o'clock. So if I want to eat dinner, if I showed up at 3.59, are you going to serve me? We'll serve you. But you're not going to be happy about it. Uh, take it to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming in. It's great Thank to see you. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. For me, let me know. And uh, you're just, it, it's great to meet people in the community and to introduce businesses and to remind people of who's who and what's what. And there's people behind these great businesses. Oh, so, Ron, thank thanks so for coming. My pleasure. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Mostly Banter podcast. Big thanks to KBEV Studios for hosting us and our executive producer, Colby Gallardian, for making this episode possible. I'm Michael Moline. See you next time.